Welcome to the Comics Misremembered Podcast with your hosts Jim and John, and here's the opening music. Everyone's a winner, baby, that's the Hey everybody, and welcome to Comics Misremembered Podcast 272. I'm one of your hosts, Jim. And I'm John. And together we talk about comics and comic-related items. Uh, this week is an annual thing that we do here on Comics Misremembered, is we, we're going to go over the uh, Eisner Awards. Um, even though San Diego Comic-Con didn't happen this year. That's true. And uh, it, now we also refer to it as International Comic-Con. Um, because of COVID, it shut down every single convention that's ever going to happen through the course of 2020. Uh, they just uh, yep, and they decided that they would still do it virtually. So they had an award show. There was an MC. Uh, the awards were given, given out. I don't know how they did. I didn't watch it, um, but I followed the nominees and I followed the winners. And I said to John, "You know, this is what we do." And in fact, we do it about this time, like the first. It's true. The first weekend uh, or first or second weekend in August is usually when we, we cover it again. So why break tradition? We have the winners, just we have the be, nominations. Just because COVID is out there and the world is changing and everything is falling apart and being a little bit more suck every day, we're not going to we're not going to partake of that negativity. No, we're going to look forward to this to these awards and talking to with talking about them with you. Exactly. So we're going to go over and we're not going to go over every single category. And we no. say this every single year. We're not every single category. Only the ones um, that we feel that, uh, you know, we'll have interest in and the audience would have interest in talking about. Every year, we curate the awards and decide which one we think would be most interest to ourselves and to you, our listeners. Right. So that's what we're going to be doing here again in 2020. So we're going to go over the, uh, the Eisner Award winners and the uh, nominees uh, as well. But... As you know, we play a little game here. I play a piece of music that's related to the, or try to be related to the category that we're discussing, Eisner's. And um, I, John d- did not listen to the music I selected prior to me playing it right now. That is definitely true in this case. And uh, John has a vast knowledge of music, and he big trivia buff fan, and he likes to take a guess at the music that I, I selected. Do. And so, do you have any guesses as the artist and title? And I would totally be taking a guess on this one because it's because that's not immediately familiar to me. Okay. I do have a I do have a guess though. Okay. And I'm guessing that it, that might be by the by the wonderful group Hot Chocolate. Hot Chocolate. It is Hot Chocolate. Yes. Because I uh, because they definitely have to, there's a, definitely a little bit of that you know you sexy thing in there. Right. And, yeah. No, they got a certain sound. Yeah. And I but I uh, can I say satisfy. You could say satisfy, but I wouldn't be correct. But it wouldn't be correct. Yes. So I have. But I, it was it was the other phrase that they kept on saying over and over in the sampling that I played. Satisfy was like the last oh, word okay. that they used. I did. What was so it? everyone's a winner, baby. Oh, every, That's geez. a fact. Everyone's a winner. Wow. They say it like ten times. That's uh, you know <laughs> I figured that was so. Uh, I figured that was. Uh, too obvious, but I, I guess I was wrong. Hot chocolate. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with hot chocolate, um, big funk fuse fusion kind yeah. of sound. And they're famous for um, they're famous for uh, you sexy thing, which was of course the big song. From, and I and I believe in miracles too. Yes, the you uh, you you've been smoking marigolds. Yeah, I've been smoking marigolds. Uh, was that sexy was, thing? That was from um, Full Monty. Where that song kind of. Yeah, you don't remember of, that movie, kids? Yeah, sorry. What, what year did that movie come out? I think that was what about ten years ago. No. Remember, we just found out that the fugitive is like twenty five years old. Don't even remind me of that. Actually, he's twenty seven. Okay. And and um, well, and Full Monty <laughs> came out before that. Holy sh, holy shnikes! Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, there are things that happen that you just remind you exactly how old you are, and that was just one of those moments where I think I just want to crawl underneath a rock. <laughs> All right. So that's the reason why I said, "Hey, kids, you know, because you nobody hey. nobody hey, probably you knows hip what the hell happening kids." Yeah, nobody knows hey. what the full Monty is at this <laughs> yeah. point. I just I might the full well Monty just is. A- imagine you were um, a teenager. So let's say you know it's you're a teenager, and somebody says to you, "Hey, remember that movie from the '60s?" 
And you're yeah. like, yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. Or that movie from 1955. Remember that movie? Yeah, hey, you remember the graduate there, guys? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, yeah, you're you're hip teenagers. You're, you're a hip teenager? Yes, you're, exactly. You're, you probably know, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman, who's turning like, what, 80-something this year? Probably, hey, man, as long as he keeps plugging along, Dustin there you Hoffman. Go. Okay, enough mo- movie facts, enough music facts. Let's get into talking about comic awards yes, the, and the awards that people got. The 2020 Eisners. 2020 Eisners. So what we um, start off, and I believe we always start off with this category. Yes, indeed. Um, which is the best short story. Um, there's always five nominees in each of these categories. And we'll be uh, trying to tell you the name of the so- story, the publication it came from, and trying to pr- pronounce the creators names absolutely and welcome to the comics misremembered specialty where we are going to do our best to try to say your name correctly but probably murder it along with every you know that's right (laughs) we're gonna say multiple iterations of the name that we think this may be if i was gonna say between this name and this name this is the one that i'd go with this is a hundred percent reason why we will never host an award show. Well, we'd we'd have to except you know for what, our own. You know what would be good is if if we did some research and got the correct pronunciation Wait. of these names. But why would we do that? <laughs> no, because because people have come it's to expect the spontaneity of it people. All. No, people have come to expect and this from us. I think this would be. I, I think it would be changing our idiom, and as you know. Our idioms are very protected, or oh. should be very protected. That's right, yes. I don't want anybody touching my idiom. <laughs> so, anyway. so, and, so let's go into this. Best short story. Okay. Yes. So we're going to go over the, we'll um, go over the five nominees, and then we'll say the winner yes. um, afterwards. Okay. So and Jim, nom- starting with the, and starting with so, the uh, so we, we should have discussed this. Do you want to, do you want to go back and forth? Or do you, do you yeah, want we'll to just, go back and, we'll or just go back do and you forth. want me to just read the entire category and you do the next one? Oh, no, I was going to say, you, yeah, you just start with the category and read and, and then I'll read, uh, take the next category. So we'll, we'll go back and forth. Okay. I'll, so I'll, I'll do the, I'll do this one on my own. Okay, great. So now we got that out of the way. Let's go, go with <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Nomin- <laughs> so, hey, it's planning on the fly. That's what we usually right. do. Nominee, uh, best short stories. Yes, we're still here in best short. We haven't pro- progressed any further. Uh, Hot Comb is the name of the story by Ebony Flowers in Hot Comb, which is by Drawn and Quarterly. Uh, the next short story is How to Draw a Horse by Emma Hunsinger. Hunsinger. Or Hunsinger. And uh, so that sounds better. Emma Hunsinger. And that was in the New Yorker, the Menopause by Mira Jacob. And that was in the Believer. Who gets called unfit mother by Miriam Lebicki. Lebicki, yeah. Yep. That was on the Nib. And you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. And that's by Matthew Inman. And that's on the Oatmeal. So there's your five categories. I did a pretty good job. I would say I pat yeah, myself you... on the back on that one. Excellent. And uh, the winner of this is Hot Comb by Ebony Flowers. Now, out of these five categories, yes. uh, these five nominees that I just read, four of them can be read online. Yes. Guess which one can't be read online? Uh, would that be Hot Comb? That would be Hot Comb, the winner. Unfortunately, it was, in publi- it was published in um, Hot Comb comic. Well, uh, well, I'm- but was published by Drawn and Quarterly, which is which was published. Yeah. No, but I'm saying the format of uh, it was paper, actual in, in an actual comic. physical. Comic. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a on um, online media. The good news is is that if you are interested in in reading any any of these other uh, short stories, you can, and I would highly recommend you do that because I read all four of these other short stories, and um, most of them are very humorous. Um. I'll, let me just, I'll give you kind of like an overview of, of each one. Sure. So How to Draw a Horse is, I would assume it's Emma, Emma Hunsinger's um, kind of biographical tale about her growing up and going through high school, finding out her sexuality. And uh, she likes girls, so that's she finding out her sexuality. And doing this through the metaphor of drawing a horse and what it's like to, to draw a horse. Because... Out of the things that you can draw and put to paper, pencil to paper, cars and horses are the th- the two worst things to try to copy They're... because they always look strange in the, at the end <laughs> uh, end product. And the, the and her stories and it's it's an amusing story. It's a it's a fun story. I highly recommend reading it. The menopause also 
highly entertaining story about um, the uh, Mira Jacob and her having her first period and her father explained to her what a period is to a little girl. And then she says, well, when, when is my period going to be over? And he says, oh, well, when you get the menopause. And she, her being a, like a 13-year-old girl, not understanding that menopause doesn't happen until you're in your 50s and 60s. So she thinks, and her father's kind of a, a great salesman or negotiator. He, he quotes um, Dale Carnegie. Uh, yes. A world-famous salesman. Motivational speaker. Motivational yeah. speaker. Yeah. He quotes him, him, him constantly to her. Um, whenever she's like, you know, giving him an argument, he'll quote something from him. So she decides, is like, I'm going to use reverse psychology and start quoting to him about, I'm going to negotiate a tactic of you giving me the menopause right now so that I don't have to go through this period situation the rest of my <laughs> life. And so she, she tries to sell it. She does a great job. And then her father trying to explain it to her is just like, unfortunately you have to go. This is a part of being a woman going through it. Re really great story. I highly recommend reading it. Um, the who gets to be called an unfit mother. Uh, this is, I guess, a personal story about a, um, uh, Miriam, uh, Libicki, who's was, uh, was called, um, social services were called on her because she, somebody felt that she, one of her son, one of her son, were out playing, one, her son was outside playing, got into an accident. The mother wasn't around. It's one of those neighborhoods that she felt is safe and he can play out in the street, yeah. you know? And so this woman sees this get accident and the parent wasn't there. So she calls social services on him. So now she has to go through this whole process about, um, you know, I'm an unfit mother. I can't believe somebody called me on, but we have to go through this whole dance right. now about showing you how much of a fit mother I am. And um, her whole experience of uh, paranoia, thinking that she's going to lose her kid at the end of this thing, something's going to go wrong. And then also, like, uh, the extreme cases, like, you hear the stories of uh, Mexican children being taken from their parents. Yeah, and neglect and abuse and yeah, really, yeah. really terrible yeah. things happening. Yeah. So there's a lot of things. Like the good news is she gets the, the son back in the end. And yet, and yet you can get so your 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 busybody neighbor can decide that you're you know that you they don't like your parenting and uh, if you're trying to raise. Uh, I love the term free range kids. In other words, people who had like the the kids who are alive today who have childhoods like we had growing up. Right. Because, exactly. Because I, like I just because I people. realized. What I realized was, you know, is, was that, you know, by by the terms of the, of this of this short story, all of our, all of our parents would, both of our parents would be held like unfit, being, would be su would be getting summoned. <laughs> yes. I, that's everybody. You're, you're exactly right. And then the last one is, you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. And um, and this is more. This comic is a thought experiment. Yeah. And he he doesn't have a conclusion, but it's an interesting thought experiment. There's a name for the experiment that it's called the uh, backfire effect, and I'll it. So this is how it starts off. He says, "I'm going to tell you something. Now you have to totally listen to me, and you can't make any judgments. But I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to ask you if you believe it's fault, you're true or false." And um, he says that you know you've heard that George Washington had wooden teeth. Yes, right. That's the story that everybody's been told. Well, what if I told you that he didn't have wooden teeth? He actually had teeth that were um, like gold and silver and rock and donkey's teeth. And he says, and here are the three sources. And he actually puts the sources in to cite that, yeah. that this is true. Would you believe what I'm saying to you is true? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. I mean, this is part of the experiment. It's up to no, you. No, I, I, I would say yes, because you've, because if you've sourced it, then I, I'm Therefore, going... it has to be true, right? Well... I would depend on the sourcing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But let's say the source is. I didn't. I don't. I didn't write anything down. Yeah, but no, let's no, say no. it's ultra believable. Like okay, it's yeah. it's unbiased. Sure. You know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Let's take it a step further. What if I told you, George Washington's teeth? Some of his teeth were slaves of people that, or the slaves that he owned. So he took out like the teeth of slaves, and I have sources to cite this as well. Okay. So that now, so yeah. this is, you don't have to answer on this one, but this is kind of his point: is that when you get the first question, you didn't really care because it didn't really affect you in any way, other than that to learn that it, the teeth were other something than other than wood, right? The second point, though, has a political belief in it because you're saying George Washington, you're saying slaves, 
Yes. And this, and it goes, and the, the whole thing goes on to talk about how there was a scientific study about if you try to make something, somebody believe something that's part of their core values, the things that make up their belief system, it's really hard to people to believe you, even though you can cite as much factual evidence as possible. Right. These people will not, or people in general, I should say, just right. not, not these people. People in general won't give up those core beliefs. Okay, so this is the so this is the thought experiment experiment about um, confirmation bias. Well, no, but in, in I understand some, in, I understand what you're saying with confirmation bias because confirmation bias is believing something and then either it, it's almost um, cognitive dissonance where you can believe two things: one's true, one's not true, or believing something that's not true even though I'm proving to you it's not true. Well, the, no the the idea behind the the idea behind confirmation bias is that you're that you have a natural inclination to 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 trust and believe certain things because they because they are because you're looking to have those those things confirmed. So well, it's a bias though. It's something that no no no. But you can be biased for things, right? Like in this case, you're biased but for, it's, for it's, you're being biased. But it's not referred to, to as confirmation bias. It's it's called the backfire. Okay, thing. no, I just I just I just I'm think I'm just interesting because it's interesting because the same experiment experiment could be done for that. You know, and it would be interesting. I would be interested to see if it produces a similar response. Right. So it goes on and on to to go through this. Yeah. And like I said, he, he at the end of it, he's like, I don't have any kind of like. There's no way to make people who have a core belief believe something, right? right? I think that's Th a, that's yeah. that's what. There's no thing to do, but it's just information you do with right. it what you want. And so it's it's a, it's just a fun comic to read. It's yeah. all of these, and I'm I'm sure and the hot comb story is a great story too, to ex especially since it's the winner. Yeah. Um, but I just, it, I enjoyed all of these stories and I would highly recommend checking them out. And the oatmeal is highly underrated sometimes in, in, in a lot of ways. Well, the oatmeal, I remember a couple of years ago, he won the best short story yeah. and it was that story about, uh, Gene Roddenberry. He was an airplane pilot That's right. and the plane, and the plane crashed and he was like comforting a woman and he was like him and the woman survived and put a lot yeah, of people and, and they were like the only people who, they were yeah. like, like the two of the only people who made it. And it's yeah. Like, so, so it, there's a lot of great stories out there. If you're not reading The Oatmeal, you should definitely check it out. But you should probably check out all these other areas as well. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on to the next one, which is the best single issue, the slash one shot that you said you would like to read. I would. I'm just going to I'm just going to take this category. And the first nominee is Coin Op number eight, Infatuation by Peter and Maria Hoey of Coin Op Books. The second nominee is The Freak by Matt uh Lesnuski, <laughs> that sounds Lesnuski, um, Ad House, uh, The Minotaur by Lisa uh, Treeman, a Treeman, Treeman, uh, 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 Short Box. Our favorite thing is my favorite thing is Monsters by Emil Ferris, uh, Fantagraphics, and the last nominee is Sobek by James uh, uh, Stoko. Yes, um, Short Box. So. And the winner is our favorite thing is my favorite thing is monsters, by Emil Ferris. Um, I I just I just chose to read this because it was I thought this was interesting because, um, these are none of these <laughs> actually sorry I hate to say this none of these are familiar to me, so um, which is, is which is uh, which it was which which spawned some conversation prior to uh, <laughs> prior to the uh, to our podcast, um. Jim, did you did you engage in any of these? No, I, I'm the, I'm the same way. That's the thing about the the best single issue is that sometimes they'll have some mainstream uh, titles in there like DC book or um, a Marvel book, but it's very few. It usually is it is kind of putting a spotlight on these independent books um, that you're not too familiar with. Yeah, to try to you know get you to to find them out. I don't. I didn't even research any of these. I didn't. Uh, Look to see like what 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 were these stories about? Um, I'm interested in about the winner though. Our favorite thing is my favorite thing is monsters. Yes. Um. The, the fun. It's a, got a funny title. And, it's um, got a great. It's got it's got a great hook. Yeah. As, for a title, because I just love the idea of my favorite things is monsters and that having and then sharing that with other people. I think that's a great. I think it's, I think it's great. The reason why I wanted to bring it up was just that. Um. Once again. Just as a reminder to people listening to this, one of the reasons why we do this podcast every year is to, you know, sort of help uh, as a, a sort of a amp, sort of amplify some of these 
some of these voices and some of these comics that may not have gotten into um, even to you know through the, even though Jim is is really experimental and I try to be um, there's lots of there's still lots of material that we have that neither of us touched and always interested in um, the things that other people like especially you know especially since this is really the industry voting on its on its own values um, what they what the industry itself is looking at as terms of it's what it wants to hold up as as great as great sources so that so that was the common that was the um that was our that's our um that's our category and uh once again i think i'm gonna i think i'm i i agree with you i'm gonna be checking out our favorite thing is my favorite thing is monsters yes check it out read it and uh let's see if even you know maybe if some of these things uh, that would go over uh, we can try to use them as future conf- um actually that future would be podcast uh, that would actually be great actually we, we might that would be a great uh follow-up show yeah yep all right, so we'll continue on to the next uh, subject that we'll be covering, which is best continuing series. The five nominees that we have here are Bitter Root, which is by David Walker, Chuck Brown, and Sanford Green. Criminal by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And oh, I'm not, and I forgot to mention, Image was uh, Bitter Root, is the publisher. Um, Criminal is also Image. Crowded by Christopher Sabella, Rose Stein, and Ted Brandt, and that's also Image. Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky and uh, Marco Cicchetto. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Cicchetto? Cicchetto? Cicchetto. Um, that's by Marvel, of course. The Dreaming by Simon Spurrier and Bill K. Evely? 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 Yeah, Evely. Evely. And so, and I think that's how you pronounce Bill K. Bill K. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. And that's DC. The Dreaming, the DC, and then the last category, the last nominee is Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing, Joe Bennett, and uh, Rue Jose, and that's by Marvel. And the winner of Best Continuing Series is Bitter Root by David Walker, Chuck Brown, and Sanford Green. So interesting category, interesting winner. Yeah. Um, the reason why I say that is if you're a long-time listener to the podcast, uh we occasionally we would do new comic reviews so we'll we'll cover the first issue of a new series to say i like this this is a reason why i liked it and this is why you should go and pick it up bitter root was one of those new comics that i reviewed yes, um, indeed. back in back in the day so if you um, do a search for bitter root um you'll it'll bring up that new comic review that we did and i gave the um i re- i really like i read the first issue and uh, I really did like it. I still like the, the series, the continuing series. And it, it's about, you know, racism in the 20s, or racism in America, but it handles it in a different way. It's almost like Ghostbusters, I, I want to say. It's, it's like the uh, white people become racist for no reason, and the, the African-American um, group of uh, scientists, I want to call them, but, it, but kind of like scientists slash kind of voodoo priests, um, try to get the racism. They turn into monsters. They try to get the racism out, and they go back to rational people, and that's the it's, whole kind of concept yeah, it's of a, it. It's a it's a great imagery based comic, which is you know, which is you know, which we all we you know when we talk about fighting with our with our demons, it's it's interesting to see them pers- you know made them manifest and actually something that they can be battled. Right. Um, so, so it's, it's if you're not reading it, uh, I would highly recommend picking it up. Other uh, comics on here. Criminal. Um, are you reading Criminal? I am reading Criminal. I've, I've uh, once again. I, this is one of those things that I've decided to read as anthology. You know, as, as an anthology, it's coming out in the trades. I, you know, I love. Um, I, I've loved Criminal and also the um, the spinoffs. Um, in fact, in fact, we've talked about several of them. If you look, if you well, we we've talked about uh, like a one shot. We we you know all my heroes were are junkies. Right. I can't remember the title. The yeah, title no, no, that's but, it. But the um. The Criminal it was when it originally came out uh, was like a series of miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be a five issue miniseries. It would have a title and introduce a character, and then it would be a few months, and then the next five issue miniseries come. But what Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips have been doing for the past year is putting out a monthly series with some of these characters that he's he's introduced, like uh, the lawless characters, his father and son. And um, some other characters that are thrown in there, and I've been reading that every week, uh, every week. I mean, every month that it's been coming out, and it's fantastic. Uh, you know, the story, the artwork, fantastic. The other 
title or the a couple just to speak of the other titles that we actually have some kind right. of things. Daredevil, I have been reading. That's been kind of a sleeper surprise hit for myself. I always like Chip Sodarsky, um, his writing on other titles. So I decided to pick up the Daredevil and I read through that. I like I was I had put it off to the side. Um and so when we had that, you know, back in March when no new comics were coming up, I'm yeah. like, well, I'm going to get caught up in Daredevil because I had about like a year's worth of Daredevil comics to read. So I was like, let me get caught up in that. And I just tore through that. Like that, the story he's telling right now is fantastic. Um, you know, Daredevil hasn't, obviously he's not been um, kind of like a character that I've been following a lot because I've been yeah. re reading it monthly. But depending on who's writing it and who's doing the artwork, you you can get me to start reading again. And Chip Zdarsky definitely kind of drawed me, drew me in uh, with his interpretation of what who Daredevil is. Uh, I think it's a, it's a new kind of way of looking at it. I like what he's doing also with Kingpin. He's kind of revamping the Kingpin, um, making how can you you say to yourself Kingpin through the comic Marvel universe he's become like the mayor of New York City. Yes. How can you make a man who was crime kingpin and still is a crime kingpin, but he's keeping it on the down low because he's also running the city of New York, and that's kind of more of where he's paying attention. How can you make a man like that cower, be afraid? Yeah, that's a difficult position, and he does it, and it makes sense. And you'll and you're like, I like where this is going, and I'm not going to spoil anything because I want people to re to read the comic. So yes, highly recommend that too. You. I've been yes, I've the been dreaming. reading. I've been reading the dreaming. Um, um, you recommended it in a new comics. I, absolutely, review. I I love the um, I love the imagery and the and, and the reimagination. Once again, um, this is a this is a it's set in the Sandman universe. Um, I'm I'm still I I was a proponent of it when it first came out. I really enjoyed it. I have been enjoying it since then. It's a it's a great read. And then the, the final one, Immortal Hulk. Uh, we we both love Immortal Hulk. Um, in fact, we did a podcast specifically on the first two yes. runs, um, story arcs, I should say, of the Immortal Hulk. I've been reading it into individual issues. Still fantastic. Al Ewing still is doing a great job. Artwork is utterly is is just insanely awesome by Joe yes. Bennett. Um, it it's kind of. It, when we did our review, it was kind of like horror-based Hulk. He's doing new things with the Hulk, different things, and it's kind of progressed and gone through different ch changes since we did that review. And if you're not reading it, I would say, like, if you're like, ah, why do I want to read the Hulk? You know, it's, it's always been a boring character to me. <laughs> Definitely pick this up. It's yes. going to get your interest, especially if you do like macabre and kind of creepy comics. The Hulk is a great place to start, especially if you've never read the ca the Absolutely. character in a long time. If you're if you're a fan of um, any sort of any sort of like the the sort of proto gothic, mm -hmm. um, you know horror, you know be it Lovecraft or some or or anything like that, you would this is definitely up your alley. Yep, most definitely. So that's or even um, even Swamp Thing, even Swamp Thing, I would highly recommend that. Yeah, it, it's almost doing kind of a Swamp Thing as take, especially what the the uh, the story arcs that we covered. Exactly. So moving on from there, we're going to go into the next category. And what would that be? And the next category is Best Limited Series. Um, the first nominee is Ascender by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. Uh, that's by Image Comics. Uh, Ghost Tree by Bobby Kernow and uh, Simon Gain, IDW. Little Bird by Darcy Van uh, Polgeist and Ian Bertram, Image Comics. Uh, Naomi by Brian Michael Bendis. David Walker and Jamal Campbell, which is by, done by DC, uh, and Sentient by Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walta, uh, TKO Comics. TKO. So uh, we've covered uh, Sentient uh, on one of our podcasts. And the winner was? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot the guy. I, yeah. Was, who was the winner? The, the, uh, the winner was, was uh, a Jim Lundy um, new comics review special um Back in Little, the day. Yeah, back in the day. Little Bird by uh, Darcy Van Polgist. I'm sorry for murdering your name. I apologize. Polgist, yep. Polgist uh, and, uh, and Ian Bertram. Ian Bertram. Yeah, so back in the day, and again, this is, and I, it might have been the same uh, review that I did for Bitter Root. Yes, it, I think it was. It could have been the same, too, because we, we usually do two each. 
and the, I think these were the two that I were I was uh, covering, and um, I just loved the imagery and the story. It was action packed. You didn't know what was going on with Little Bird in that very first issue, but it had a lot of. Uh, I want to find out more. I need to know what's going on with this mm. little girl and why she has to break this old man out of a, a, a Ultra Max prison. And what is this war between the United States that's now kind of this theocracy and Canada, which is kind of like these free states of free thinking people? It it, it gets crazier from there. I mean, it's, it's a five issue series. Um, we may do maybe doing a podcast on it, like revisiting it and, and go yeah, do a review of the entirety of the series since it's a limited series. Um, but I would highly recommend reading it if you, if you missed it. it, it it's been collected in trade. So we, we definitely did. I mentioned, um, so yeah, uh, it definitely deserves the winner. Uh, out of the other categories, I mean, there's a lot of a lot to like in this category. Like, as I mentioned, we talked about Sentient. Yep. That was a comic series that we covered on this podcast. Um, we both love Sentient. Yep. Um, it was a great story. Uh, uh, pretty much anything done by Jeff Lemire. <laughs> yeah, anything that Jeff Lemire is doing touching. nowadays. He's one of those people who has a sort of the magic touch in terms of being able to be, you know, put put his hand on on several different pulses and be able to and be able to stay true to tone to each one. The um, the other series, like Jeff Lemire, is another series on here, Ascender. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading Descender. And I didn't quite get into Ascender. I might have to go in back to it now. I think that was one of those things that I, I, because I picked, I was, I think I was like you, I realized that there are certain things that are better, um, especially as, especially driven home by the, the COVID pause where it's sort of changing my, it sort of changed my reading, my, my reading view on how I am engaging with the medium. Um, I think that, He's one of those authors I really kind of want to be able to read as a, you know, as a chunk at a time. Yeah. So I, I am going to be, this is something that I will be uh, engaged with once, you know, as it end trades. So. Yeah. And, and Ascender, if you, it, or Descender too, if you're not familiar with it is, um, it's, it's kind of like a fairy tale uh, about these young kids, these robots, they're like the refuge of this world and. They're kind of finding their place in the universe, and they're fighting big evil, of course, um, in there too. Fan, fun read, a great read. I'm sure Ascender is is as good as Descender. Uh, I just don't know. You know, I kind of fell off with it because of all this other stuff that's been coming out. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of good stuff coming out. Um, the other thing I want to mention is Ghost Tree. I bought the trade for Ghost Tree uh, because I remember seeing the first the cover of the first issue and it looked interesting and, but it sold out like instantly. Yeah. I couldn't even pur- purchase it. So I waited for the trade to come out. I picked it up and it's a, it's a good read and it's a funny read and it's, it's, I'm probably, we're going to be doing a podcast on it soon. Okay. Um, since I, like I said, I bought the trade so we can do that. The other one, Naomi, I, uh, I didn't get a chance to read. That was part of DC's wonder comics. Uh, the I think last year they nominated Wonder Twins. Yes. Um, in this in this because they they were all considered um, limited series because they all ended with like the twelfth issue. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that was supposed to happen, but I think because of readership, they all just became which was sad because yeah. I enjoyed. It. Yeah, Wonder Twins. I also d- enjoyed uh, Dial H for Hero, which was another one that just like did. I tried to tell people go no, out and, and buy this, and, and nobody would buy it. Well, it's funny because you recommended. Dial H for Hero in yeah. your new comic review. Right. And I recommended Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins as part of my new comic review. Right. And unfortunately, I'm not nobody bought it. Except Damn for it. us. <laughs> All right. So so that's the best limited series. So we're moving on to the next one. And that's going to be the best new series um, is the next one we're going to be covering. And this has five people in it, of course, uh, which are Doctor Doom, which is by Christopher Cantwell and Salvador La Roca. Uh, that's by Marvel. Invisible Kingdom by G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward, and that's by Berger Books, Dark, Dark Horse. Uh, Once and Future by Kieran uh, Gillen and Dan Mora, and that's by Boom Studios. Something is Killing the Children by James Tynion, Tynion, I'm sorry, Tynion the Fourth, and Werther Del Edra. Del Edera. Del Edera. Boom Studios. Um... Undiscovered Country by Scott Snyder, yes. Charles Soule, Gillespie, Kamenokoli, and Daniel... Giuseppe 
Giuseppe Comandacoli. Isn't that what I said? A little bit. Um, Daniel Orden, uh, Orlandini. Orlandini. I almost, I almost found you know, like, I, like, um, Inglorious Bastards. I was going to say, Dominic gotta, DeCoco. You got to let, you got to let it breathe. <laughs> My name is Dominic DeCoco. And that's by Image uh, Comics. So those are your five categories. Who was the winner? The winner was Invisible Kingdom by G. G Willow Wilson and Christian Ward. Uh, I, An- another really strong category. Um, we we've talked about uh, once in future. Both of us really loved it. Yes, um, it's a you know a, it's a different take on the Arthurian myth. Yep. Um, one of the one of the best things that, as far as I'm came, I'm concerned, that came out this in this terrible horrible year. Um, really loved it. Uh, it really the, came out actually in 2019. Well, I just it, as far as I'm concerned, it's like it, it may have started in 2019, but it really kind of you know just it's I I identify it with this year because maybe it's just one of the little bright shining spots in this ball of suck. Um, I know that I I know that you were you reading Doctor Doom? Yes. And I know that you were I, I believe we did you do that as a new comic no, review? No, no, I didn't do it as a new I was reading it. I didn't do it as a new comic uh, review. But we did um, do under I did Undiscovered Country. You you did, yes. You did as a, undis- as a new comic as review. As a new comic review because yes. I because visually and visually it's amazing right and also story-wise it grabs you immediately uh the idea of of, a, of an america that has been sealed off for all this time and people going back into it uh fantastic it has not disappointed and the, going back to dr doom though uh, i'm glad that they nominated it for best new series i don't even like i stopped reading it and i one i think it's been canceled already <laughs> but 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 and i don't it's not that it's t- it was terrible, but again, I, there was just so much that I had to start giving up things. Yeah. And this is one of those I had to put on the chopping block, and I put it on the chopping block. Um, but it, again, not that it's a, a terrible story. It is, in fact, Doctor Doom is a great character, and how do you make um, kind of a despotic villain likable as a main character? Yeah. And the. Um, Christopher Cantwell does a great job about he's um, he's being persecuted out of Latveria. That's a, Latveria is his area, his country that he, he lives in. But he he does something personally to save Latveria, but it makes him look bad. And I'm not going to spoil it in case you do want to go back and read the trailers. And he's persecuted for that. And so that's how you make him be a likable character because he's being the pursue, pursued instead of the pursuee. Um, a pursuee. Yeah. He's the pursuee so that, yeah. instead of the pursuer. Pursuer. Uh, so that's a good one. You, you know, something, it reminds me of, uh, you, do you ever read the 2099 Marvel comics? Yes. The Doom 2099 Marvel comic is also great read too. Yeah. Because it, it, it's, it takes that kind of theme of stranger in a strange land. He doesn't, he's been, he came from the past. He jumped into the future. He doesn't know how that happened. But now he knows that, you know, he wants to kind of, he has to rebuild his empire. And that's almost what, what this is trying to do here, is he has to rebuild his empire. Um, Invisible Kingdom, I, I don't know much about, other than I've heard other people say good things about it. I know G. Willow Wilson has been on Miss Marvel, and she's taken that title um, and uh, made it a great title. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in, in finding out more about Invisible Kingdom and, and looking into it. And I also put up, I also had a bookmark on uh, Something is Killing the Children. Um, I think this was one of those things that I, when it came out, I missed it originally. And this was something that I was interested in picking up as a, in trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm, I just, all I know, I, I wish I could give you a better thing other than. Something is killing John's interest in everything. No, 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 no. It was no. It, something piqued my interest about this. That was like I think I needed to. I, when I when I saw it, it's like and and I was like, okay, I need to engage this as a as a trade. So and have you? Because it, it's been out in trade. I'm not. I have not. But it's. But this is. But this one of the great exercises of this is you is to sometimes sometimes jog my uh, very fragmented memory. <laughs> so. and, and to now go pick it up to read it. Yes. All right. So we're going to move on to our next category, and that is going to be Best Writer. That is. You, I, do you have your place? I do. Okay, great. Okay, so the the nominees are uh, Bobby Kernrow for Ghost Tree, IDW, uh, Mick, uh, M.K. Reed and Greg Means, and Penny Nichols. Um, oh. No, I think Penny Nichols is the name of the title. Okay, yeah, okay. Penny Nichols for Top Shelf. 
um, Marika Tam- Tamaki, uh, Harley Quinn Breaking Glass, DC, uh, Laura Dean keeps her keeps breaking up with me. Uh, first, second, Macmillan is the publisher. Archie, uh, Archie Comics. Uh, the next one would be Louis Trondheim, Stray. Uh, no, oh, Stay. Stay, sorry. Magnetic Press. Um, Maggie Garrison, uh, which is which is was published by Self Made Hero. G Willow Wilson, Invisible Kingdom, Burger Books, Dark Horse, and Miss Marvel, Marvel. And of course, the last nominee is Chip Zdarsky, White Trees, Image, uh, Daredevil, Spider Man, Life Story, Marvel, Afterlift, uh, Comicsology Originals. And the winner was uh, Mariko Tamaki for Harley Quinn, Breaking Glass, and uh, Archie and Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. All right, and so out of this category, yeah. again, I Ghost Tree. I've read. We're going to talk about that um, in a future podcast. And I already talked about Chip Zdarsky. Um, how I'm enjoying Daredevil. And I and if and if you if you've been following me, and um, you'll know that Archie is actually one of my uh, is one of my secret you know secret par- pleasures. Uh, I really have, I've been reading Archie since. Uh, for like for for a while now, um, and I've liked uh, pretty much all the interesting ways that they keep reinventing this character, um, and this is and this is still and this is no this and uh, this is this is you know this continuation has has been actually a delight. And have you been reading Maruko Tamaki? Yes. And yeah. what do you like about uh, her writing? Um. Once again, it's a matter of evolving a character, thinking of taking a famous character that you know, Archie, and and putting them in and putting him in different situations. And once again, updating the you know updating the, uh, the, the updating the the the, the cast, um, updating the situations and the topics that are being discussed. So without being without being too without getting into too without much being specific, too specific without being too much without being too specific because um, I really wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't planning on speaking about it, but okay. uh, just other than other than mentioning it, it it's uh, like I said, it's a one of the things that I like about Archie is that it, there's a certain there's always been a certain um, there's always there's always been a last for the, like the last little while there was always sort of a, a mixture of um, being able to tell uh, s- simple stories that involve you know characters that you know and love and but also redefining them and not like in a Riverdale sense of re- redefining them. But to but to uh, introduce and explore new themes, um, and one of the things that I enjoy, I can I can't you know maybe I can't give you exact specifics, but one of the things that I have appreciated is how different writers will ta- will take thing, aspects of a personality and express them differently over time. So it's more of a it's a once again it would be more of a continuity it, for me it was it's a more of a continuity pleasure. Things right. that you've been engaged in, like for example, if you've been you know as a long term ex you know like. X Men fan, you'll know, you know, like there are certain ages of there are certain ages of, of of X Men that you like, you know, and that you know, and but there's a certain there's a certain um, you take a certain interest in and joy in the in watching characters that you know and love um, evolve. Uh, at least I do. Some people kind of some people are much you know a little bit more reactionary, a little bit more conservative, and don't want their don't want their heroes to change. I'm not one of those people. All right, are you running for officer? That kind of was like an official statement. No, I, I just, I, I know. I mean, there's things that, like, there's certain things. There, like, like for example, there are core beliefs that you know, like going back to like the, what we were talking about. There are core beliefs that you know that you don't want that you want your characters you you want your character to have, and you want you know. And there are things that, and, but there are also ways. There are also, I think it's also personal. I also think it's a personal. I think there's also a personal affinity in terms of that there are as you know, in looking back in retrospect, there are things that we do as people where we have, where we take things that we are and we redefine them as we, as we grow older. And one of the things that comics it can be good for is sort of, is, is sort of serving as like, as sort of that benchmark. So once again, that's, that's the, that's the lens that I'm looking at that. All right. So let's move on to the next one then. The next one is, is going to be very tricky for me. I'm looking at these names in this next next category. And boy. Uh-huh. Um, so best writer artist. So the first one is Nina Bunjavec. 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 And the title, the title of the comic is Bezim... Bezimina. 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 Hey, that sounds great. Good enough. Nina Bunjavec Bez- Bezimina. 
Fan, Fantagraphics is the publisher. The next one is um, Mira Jacob, Good Talk, Random House, and The Menopause. I was talking about that earlier, which was on The Believer. And that was in uh, June 1st, 2019. Uh, the next person is Kum Suk Gentry Kim. And that's Grass, drawn in quarterly. James Stoke, Stoko. Is how did you pronounce it? Stoko. James Stoko. And that's Sobek. And that's Short Box. Uh, Reina. Reina. Yeah, Reina. Reina. Reina, I'm sorry. Reina Tel... <laughs> Teljemeyer. Teljemeyer. Tel, Teljemeyer. Uh, Raina Teljemeyer, and that's Guts, and that's uh, Scholastic Graphics. And the last one is uh, Tilly Walden, Are You Listening? First, Second, Slash McMillan. So that was Best Writer Artist. The uh, the winner is Raina Teljemeyer and Guts. Um, I talked about uh, Mira Jacob. I, I love her short story of the menopause. I am not familiar with any of these other categories, and unfortunately, I'm not familiar with the creators either. Yes, this is one of those. This is one of those categories which is uh, which is shining a light onto the onto uh, a segment a segment of uh, the community that we have not that we haven't engaged, and uh, hopefully, this will be something that maybe we can take a look into and uh, report back on. All right, so let's go on to the next category that we have here, which is best penciler. Oh, that's it's actually yes. It's your tar- turn to read, so yes, uh, I'm not letting you uh, do it. <laughs> it was best penciler, inker, or penciler inker team. The first one would be Ian Bertram for uh, Little Bird Image, uh, Colleen Doran Snow Glass Apples, um, Dark Horse, uh, Billquist Evely uh, The Dreaming, uh, Simon Gain Ghost Tree, Steve uh, Pugh. Harley Quinn, Breaking Glass, Rosemary Valero, O'Connell, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. First, second, McMillan. And the winner is Rosemary Valero, O'Connell, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. <laughs> and I, I just, I, 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 I'm not, I'm familiar, with, like I said, um, familiar by, you know, through abstract, through, you know, for um, Ian Bertram, uh, the, the graphics for Little Bird are amazing. Um, and and I've already raved about uh, the dreaming, um, Bilky. Uh, yes. Um, and but I I'm now like I'm now absolutely fascinated by Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me because that's such a great title. <laughs> yeah, I uh, the so the some of the uh, the uh, others in this category uh, we have Colleen Doran um, who did the snow glass apples that was the. Um, Interpretation of Neil Gaiman's uh, Snow Glass Apples. It was the uh, trans- ad- adaptation. I couldn't yes. remember the word for it. Adaptation. So that was like a one shot. The Dreaming is an ongoing series. Um, Ghost Tree is a mini series. Little Bird was a mini series. Um, Harley Quinn was a one shot. I always like Stephen uh, Pug's work. Um, or Pew Pew's work. Again, I, I hope. It's, I hope that's. I, I once again, this is the bad part about being in comics misremembered land. Yes, we murder your name. Right, and but uh, Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Unfortunately, I'm not familiar with her work, uh, but I yeah, I would be interested in, in checking out Laura. Keep Laura Dean keeps bringing up with me, um, and to, just to see because this has been nominated twice. Twice, actually, I think three. For best writer, but um, but yeah, so that'd be interesting one. Okay, so enough talking about that category, since we don't have a lot to talk about in that category. Um, we're going to talk about the next category that's on the chopping block here, and that is Best Painter Digital Artist. Oh my goodness. I'm looking at these names again. Dieter, uh, Dieter Cassegrain, Ca- Blackwater Lilies, Europe Comics. Alexander Al- Clarice. Oh, let me, I'm going to give it a try. Okay. Alexander Clarice. Diabolical Summer, IDW, David Mack. Hey, I got that one. And cover, DC. Uh, could you be a less specific? I know. <laughs> Leah Mays, Elma A. Oh, Leah, Leah Mays. Wait a minute. Leah Mays. Leah Mays, and then it's like Elma. So I guess that's the one name. Yeah. And then, a, oh, Elma, A Bear's Life. Ah, I got it now. Yes. So it's Leah Mays, Elma, A Bear's Life, Volume 1, The Great Journey, Europe Comics. Julie uh, Rochelot, Wrath of Phantomas. 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 
Uh, Christian Ward of Visible Kingdom, Berger Books, uh, Dark Horse. And the winner of Best Painter Digital Artist is Christian Ward and Visible Kingdom, Berger Books, Dark Horse. Um, this is another category that I am not familiar with, unfortunately. Uh, David Mack is the only person who I'm familiar yeah. with um, out of all these people. But I'm sure that they all do fantastic work Work um, to be nominated in this category too with their, their peers. They're very good people. So let's go to another category. And the next one that we have is Best Cover Artist. Uh, Jen Bartel uh, for Blackbird, Image Comics. Francesco Francivia, Archie, Archie 1955, Archie vs. Predator 2, and Cosmo. Uh, David Mack, American Gods, Fight Club 3, Dark Horse, and Cover, which is a DC comic. Emma Rios, Pretty Deadly, Image Comics. Uh, Julian Totino Tedesco. Dare, uh, for Daredevil, mm -hmm. and Christian Ward, Machine Gun Wizards, Dark Horse, Invisible Kingdom, Bur Burger Books, Dark Horse. And the winner was Emma Rios for Pretty Deadly, oh, which, is an, which is an image uh, title. Um, of those, I can personally, like, I'm a big fan of uh, David Mack's uh, work for Fight Club 3. Um, it's one of the, it's, it's, I wish that he was. A, he would also do the interiors, um, but um, it's a, uh, and uh, I, and uh, also for um, also uh, Francesco Francavilla. Francesco Francavilla. 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 I'm familiar with uh, Francesco's work. On, I've not read these Archie comics. Yeah. Um, he does the cover art for them, but I follow his Twitter and, um, it, it does fantastic, uh, illustrations that occasionally does like movie posters for things mm -hmm. like the thing, the John Carpenter's yeah. the thing and stuff like that. Fantastic. I mean, if you want to check out some work, um, I, I, and again, I'm sure that all of these, I, I like uh, Julian Totino Tedesco, another great cover artist like you know i'm i'm a fan of his work too because i've been reading that book and he's doing he's doing some amazing work there david mack as always is is, is a, a great artist as well and um so all the people like a christian christian ward that we were just talking about christian ward right and yeah the, for the, the, uh, invisible kingdom because I, I now that i'm i'm you know saying this is like i remember reading machine gun wizards in fact it was a, exactly. a comic that i um I nominated, but I think he, the Christian Ward was just doing the um, the cover art. He wasn't doing the art inside. At least, no, he did not. Can't remember. The, no, I don't think he did the interior. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, fan those covers are fantastic too. So, like all of these people, I could give praise to to say like they should have won yes. uh, it. Um, so to be able to pick one out, Emma uh, Rio's pretty pretty deadly um, winner. Um, in fact, that's the only one I really am not too familiar with. Jen, Jen Bartel, maybe. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure like all of these are fantastic artists and, um, so it's just, it's good that, you know, I, 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 I guess I'm talking about it because it's, I have some experience with some of these cat, some yeah. of these people. And um, but it, I wish I knew more of Emma Rios and Jen Bartel's work. I'm good. That's going. That's going to be my goal for the rest of the year is to find out more of their artwork. And if I'm not, if I don't have them on Twitter, I'm going to get um, subscribe to them on Twitter or whatever um, Instagram, whatever they're doing. Yeah, whatever. However, they're uh, deciding to the, you get their artwork into people. A yeah. lot of people like to do Instagram because it's more of a visual medium. Yeah, it, it's funny because um, I think that social media has definitely changed the conversation. I I noticed that you know people have sort of migrated off Facebook and onto like other forms. Um, I'm I'm a huge I think I'm a huge fan of Twitter because I love the brevity of it. Um, I understand why people like. Uh, Instagram because once again you're you're right it's more visual um but I kind of like the uh, forced brevity of uh Twitter in terms of its ability to just you know prevent people from just taking on like long diatribes <laughs> so I guess that's also probably has something to do with uh maybe a little bit of my ADHD brain which is like uh yeah I think you've talked too much <laughs> that makes sense oh yeah, yeah. 
Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. There you go. Gotta, gotta remind me sometimes, John, hit the, the buttons if you're making a joke. Well, I, I guess it wasn't that funny. If I had to, if I have to, if we have to cue it, then if we have to cue the sound effect, it wasn't like it. It, I, it was, was, is that yeah, what that you? Was, that was probably more like. Oh, okay, all right. I'm just gonna let that go for a little bit. Oh, thank you. I, okay. As if I didn't feel all already right. feel uncomfortable enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. we've gone through all the categories that we normally do cover in this podcast regarding um, Eisner Awards and the winners and the nominees. Uh, we're at the end of the podcast. We've pretty much covered in an hour. Yes. I don't know if we, I was talking to John. It's like if we don't cover the full hour, is there any kind of backup um, categories you want to do? We had we had a couple of ideas, but you know something? I think I think we're gonna call it quits on this one. I, th- this I think year. I think this is a I think this is a very satisfying uh, wrap up. Um, once again, it's sort of it's sort of odd because this is you know because we had you know this is um, trailing into an abbreviated year. I'm going to be interested to see how what happened in the industry is uh, shakes out for next year's awards. Um, I think that it's every year there seems to be um, there seems to be a, a particular project or or that seems to get a lot of attention. I think we, I mentioned one of the things that uh, one of the things that I absolutely loved was uh, was monstrous and won a bunch of awards that year. Um, there seem you know this once again there seems there are always people who seem to be nominated. Um, we mentioned I I think we've got Jeff Lemire multi, multiple years. Uh, nominated because right because he again, he writes so he's so plur, uh, it's prolific so many, yeah prolific uh, with everything that he, he gets and, nominated every single year yeah and, and also just just amazingly um uh, you know amazingly uh, consistently awesome so um but yeah so I'll be interested in seeing what happens next year but I think that there's a lot to I think there was a lot here and a lot to take away hopefully that we've hopefully once again we've uh, may have shined a uh, shine Shine, shine a light, shine a light on, yeah, shine a light on some of the things that maybe you, you maybe like us, you may not have um, been thinking about or missed. But once again, it's an interesting exercise because it's in, because one of the things that I I find um, really appealing about the Eisner Awards is that it's sort of it's it's the industry telling you what it values about itself, and I'm. And I'm and so instead of sometimes fighting against it like I would, I think this year I'm going to sort of embrace this and and uh, and uh, greet it with a little bit more curiosity than I might have in the past. Do you have any uh, last thoughts? No last thoughts. Uh, you know, I one of the great things about the Eisner Awards is it does, um, sh- like you as you mentioned, shine a light on things that maybe you're not aware of, books that you're not reading or that you should pick up and try out. And that's what I like to do. Um, when it comes to the Eisners, especially the nom the nominees, not you, you know, don't necessarily have to read the winners, but sometimes you might be interested in some of the nominees are in there. As I mentioned, Ghost Tree is a um, a comic series that I was interested in getting, and then when I found out it was uh, nominated multiple categories for uh, for things, I was really interested in reading it, and I eventually picked it up as a, the trade uh, because it, it did come out. Uh, recently, and I gave it a read, and I really enjoyed the trade. You know, it's a four-issue yeah. miniseries, um, and it's kind of it's, it's a story. And I probably, if I if you go through all of these, it's a story that has a lot of heart to it and humanity to it. And I think if you go through a lot of these stories that have been nominated and and also won, you're going to find that's like a common theme yeah. uh, throughout all these stories. It's about uh, the humanity of the character and um, overcoming odds and, but still maintaining that humanity at the end of the story. Uh, And that, you know, that's what you like. I mean, and there's a lot of titles that I should be reading. I wanted to read. This is kind of like, give me a kick in the butt to go and, and check them out. So that's, I'm just like, John, I'm going to see if I can get the trades of some of these titles and start uh, diving into them, and maybe that'll just be future podcast material. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is we're coming up to the hour mark, so we pretty much covered everything that we wanted to talk about. Uh, there are plenty other categories and titles that uh, the Eisner does cover. If you are interested, you should just um, uh, search yeah, Eisner just, Awards. Just Google Google Eisner and uh, take a look at the complete list. Uh, there may be there may be things that you feel more passionately about. You know that we didn't cover, and once again, this is a great chance for you to 
um, take some time and, and once again, engage in the medium that we love so much and in ways that are in, uh, important and special to you. Exactly. And what I'll also do is I'll, I'll find the link so that you can get the nominees and also the winners so you can see the things and try to pronounce the names that we've been trying to pronounce all, all night. <laughs> yes. And uh, maybe you'll be able to be a world-class uh, name assassin just like yes. us by trying to pronounce these names. Remember, folks, it takes years of practice to be as good at killing names as we are. As we are. <laughs> We're well-versed. Well, thanks again. Another year's down. Another year. Another Eisner and uh, Eisner's in the books. And uh, thanks again for listening. As always, you can go to comicsmisremember to listen to all of our podcasts. See the the podcast that we were talking about where we recommended these comics for you know to pick up to read before they were nominated for Eisner Awards. Right, because we were so prescient that we actually knew that we, these were the good stuff. This is the good stuff, and you should be reading it right now. That's how that's how we were saying it. Exactly, we were recording it back then. Um, so definitely go ahead and get all the podcasts. That's comicsmisremembered and through comicsmisremembered you get the links to all of our um, social media service in there. But as I mentioned, we we have Twitter, um, we have Instagram, we have uh, Facebook. We're on the three biggies, and that's the extent of which I'm going to do our um, social media empire. Yes. Uh, any any more takes too much time. So thanks for listening to this week, and we will see you in seven.